The Sunday Times Gen Next event in partnership with Yellowwood is now in its 18th year and we are so excited as LiveCentral.com to be partnering up and having conversations all about the awards. If you want to tune in and find out more, you can do so on www.sundaytimesgennext.co.za. All right, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another exciting episode. As you know, spring is here. The weather is just lovely outside. And of course, it is that time of year. It is the Sunday Times Gen Next event happening in partnership with Yellowwood, which is now on its 18th year. And of course, this is the leading annual youth brand preference and consumer behavior event. So it's exciting. It is vibrant. It's energyful. That's exactly what we want to see. And today, I'm super, super excited. I'm not alone in the studio. I'm hanging out with Nolita Mkwananzi, and she is the head of youth strategy at Yellowwood. Thank you for being here, Asnolita. Thank you for making the time. Thank you, Levang. It's so good to be here right? and to join you this morning. Right. Looking forward to this conversation. Let's let's make it a memorable one. I think the first and most important thing that I want to know, first and foremost, is like why is the research at Yellowwood so important for every, all the work that happens at the Sunday Times Gen Next Awards? Um, so the Gen Next um, Youth Behavior Report study is yeah. made up of two um, research studies. It's the Brand Preference Report uh-huh. and the Youth Behavior Report. Uh-huh. The Preference Report is the coolest brand. That's what brands always want to know. Mm. Where in in my category do I? Where do young people see me mm. in my category? Mm. And then we've got the Youth Behavior Report, which gives us an underst- some insights on youth, so that brands know exactly how they can communicate with them to drive business results. For sure. So um, the way that we conduct our research is in three phases. Mm-hmm. The first phase is um, spontaneous awareness. So young people are given a blank piece of paper and different categories and mm. then they just write. Whichever wow. category comes to mind, yeah. they put that down. Yeah. The second phase is then when we compile that list that we've received from phase one and we put it to y- more young people to actually vote yeah. for the brands that they prefer for each one of those categories. Obviously, we make sure that it's the brands that align to that category. We can't have a milk brand mm. in the mm. food mm. brand, for instance. So we make sure that there's an alignment in that. Yeah. Um, and then um, we also conduct our youth behavior report during that time. And in the youth behavior report, we just ask them their habits, what they're interested in, what they need data, so are they happy and mm. self-satisfied with themselves, mm. all those kind of questions, just to understand the youth a bit better. And then the last phase is talking to our Yellowwood Junior Board of Directors. Oh, yes. Now, this is a group of young people between the ages of 8 all the way to 30. Mm. And they basically give us their perspective on the insights that we're uncovering from the Youth Behavior Report, mm. as well as the brands that have been chosen. So we do ask them, why do you think this brand has constantly been on top of the list? Or why do you think it's shifting so that we get some insights from them on yeah. that? So it's a very, it's just all about the youth. This is what I'm getting. It really is about young people. That's so important. Um, we actually speak to them from the ages of eight all the way to 30. Mm. And we want to make sure that in the different categories, we have a full understanding of what is happening in their lives, mm. what matters to them, what is important in the, so we get really deep into their hearts and yeah. minds. That's nice. Mm. So Nolita, what are the new categories that we can look forward to? I mean, is there anything that new that you guys have put into the survey? And if so, what are they? So, So in the survey, the brand preference survey, we actually always look at that research just to make sure that the categories we have are relevant. We don't want a a category that's dated, that's not relevant for young Mm. people, still Mm. them having to vote on Mm. a category they're not aware of. So Mm. we make sure that it's really aligned to what is happening in their lives. And one of the things that came out 
and it continues to come out even in this year's research, is the fact that um, they're really interested in brands that have an impact on their community. Mm. And so one of the categories we've added is the coolest brand that cares about the community. Nice. So it would be great to see what, this is the first time we're having that category, it would mm. be great to see who is the top of that category and mm. then how they maintain that. Yeah. But it's really important to stay relevant and keep my top of mind for that. Yeah. Tech is also a very important um, nuance in terms of driving convenience and new ways that young people do things. So we've added um, accommodation sites as well as um, equity savings and investment platforms um, to try and really tap into that view of what's happening in youth. Yeah, I love that one. Like which brand like cares the most? That's going to be really interesting, right? It's very interesting. Sure, I, I think, actually, yeah, that's a I cool wish one. I could share what it was. But oh, you'll have to wait until the 15th of oh, September come on. to find out. Give us a sneak peek, please. <laughs> Just give us a hint, a hint. Don't give it away. Just give us a, you know, a little something, something. Huh? No, okay. I can't, I can't. I guess we'll have to go find out on the 15th then. Nalita, what, what trends and shifts do you think are influencing today's youth? So um, when we look at the youth behavior research and yeah. we really try and find out what's happening, we, re- we conducted our research in January. Okay. So the youth in terms of their headspace and the things that were happening externally to, externally to them was like high unemployment from mm. a youth perspective, mm. gender-based violent mm. news around that, the shrinking economy, mm. as well as the reality of lo- people losing jobs around them. Yeah. So there was lots of retrenchments around that time. Mm. So they looked at this world and they thought, there's a lot of institutions that are supposed to work in a certain way yeah. that are not working in the yes, right way. Yes. And so I cannot longer trust the institutions and the places that I should be looking to for hmm. trust. Hmm. So what the youth actually ended up doing is turning towards themselves. So our research shows that for the first time, self-esteem actually drove higher yes. than a sense of belonging yes. um, that youth have. And it's because they're using, they're looking for ways of improving themselves. Mm. And one of the ways that they're doing that is looking through YouTube tutorials. Yes. For instance, to say, how do I learn a new skill? How do I make sure that that skill is going to equip me for work as mm. well as school if I'm still a, a school-going cha- uh, uh, person? Yeah. And then um, they also look at it from their own passion points, which has been very interesting for me. Mm. Looking, listening to the J Borders, one of them is studying how to play a piano mm. um, and um, looking through YouTube to mm. see how he can actually improve his skills. Mm. I love that. That's so hmm. cool. Like, you know, we, traditionally we look on the outside yes. for, for the answers. Now, like, I feel like the youth is just like, I don't need the assistance of the outside anymore. Yeah. It starts within myself and they take it and they run with it. It's really been a powerful insight to see yeah. because it's like these young people are so confident in what, in their capabilities mm. and sometimes almost to a fault because then they don't want to learn from other people. Yeah. But, but that self-confidence is something that you can groom and yes. shape into something that's going to be impactful yeah. for the future. Now the youth are amazing. I kid you not. <laughs> so what shifts and trends uh, in youth culture do you think that brands should take advantage of? I mean, from your research, you've got the inside scoop. You know what these kids are thinking. And if you're a brand manager right now or you want to start your own brand, this is where you start to take notes. So it's it's interesting because we've run the survey in the way that we have since Yellow took over um, mm. the two years ago. And actually two, three things keep constantly coming up in terms of what young people are looking for from brands. Mm. The first thing I've spoken about is the community involvement. Yes. So make sure that you are in my community. I can see you and you're visible. The second one is make sure that your brand is accessible. So accessibility is defined as are you affordable? Are you available? Mm. Do you show up in the world of the youth in the way that I um, expect you to show up? And then the third one is around authenticity. Mm. So um, brands can achieve authenticity 
by being relevant, credible, and really creating a distinct brand promise. And the way that you then tap into culture is by taking that brand essence. Yeah who you are as a brand and seeing how I can still communicate my brand essence in a way that's relevant in culture, yes. but it's still linked to who I am as a yes. business. And a lot of brands get lost in trying to be so into culture mm. that when you look at the different brands, it's almost like a collage of the sameness. Mm. Instead of sticking to who you are mm. and speaking to youth in a way that's going to be relevant. Yeah, and authentic and, and authentic. just organic. Like the youth can see they right can through see you. They are researching mm. things all the time. Mm. So if you say you're one thing and then you are doing another thing, it's like they are very much away. Yeah, that disconnect very is very loud. Uh, I, these youth say too much. <laughs> too much, actually. <laughs> Nalita, can you tell us a little bit more about the new young professional age category? I think it's age 25 to 30. Yeah. It was added last year. So what insights have you guys gathered since adding that category? So um, the reason that we actually added that um, category is because we really believe that for you as a marketer to have a really impactful campaign, you have to have a real understanding of your audience. Mm. And so for us, it was just a continuation of understanding young people yes. when we added that category. Yeah. It also doesn't um, hurt the fact that we can now include alcohol brands in our communication because now we're talking to the legal age Yes, um, at that. So it also helped that. But really what we wanted to do was to capture the hearts and minds of young people professionals and make sure that whatever communication we create resonates with that audience. I think that's so important. And it's nice to know that, you know, 25 to 30, you guys, are, we, we still counted as important. You know, sometimes after like 24, it's like, uh, you're no longer a youth. You don't matter anymore. We still matter. We still matter. <laughs> you do matter because as um, when you look at the buying power as well, the mm. older um, yes. Age group has more buying power. Of course. Interesting enough, as we, even when we were talking to the junior board of directors, a lot of them were saying, "I'm still staying at home." Mm. So that gives them a much bigger disposable, disposable exactly. income, which yeah. then brands can tap into. Exactly. So they're really an important audience. Definitely. Why would you say it's important for marketers to consider the youth when putting a marketing strategy together? So um, for us, we view youth as a commercial audience, mm. not a, a commercial audience of the future, as mm -hmm. a commercial audience of today. Mm. Um, when we're looking at the data, actually, there's an annual spend by and for the youth for 2021 was $111 billion. Damn. That is a lot of money. Yo. And we, and I wake up as the, um, as a youth strategist and I, I work with brands and I think, how can I help them take an unfair share of that, mm. of that money? So mm. it's a really interesting, um, it's interesting job that I actually yeah. get to do. It's, it sounds to me like it's a job, but it doesn't feel like a job. Like you're going in there and you're just doing what you love and it's your passion. It really is. That's I'm amazing. I'm very passionate about young people. Yeah. And it bothers me the systematic challenges that they face. Mm. So I really enjoy working with brands that are doing things yeah. um, to un unlock that. I love that. I love that. So before you go, um, Nolita, what can you tell us about the youth trends, you know, that you're forecasting based on the findings from the study? So a lot of the trends are tech um, specific and mm. I think it's an obvious one because of for the sure. way that our wish, the shifts are happening. Yes. So there's this need for radical transparency. So mm. people are getting, um, people are experiencing renewed interest in fact checking and verifi verification systems just yes. to make sure that the information and the data that they have is indeed correct. But also this radical transparency is also showing in the way in the salary discrepancies okay. that you're getting. So people are looking for information that helps them understand where they should be asking for their salaries mm. to be um, pegged mm. and to have an, a deeper understanding of the pay gap that they might also have personally. Yes. 
The second one is around um, distributed trust. So um, young people are actually looking to the immediate networks for uh, sources of trustworthy information. Mm. Um, so the, whether it's advice, it's news or support, they're looking towards each other, towards their family, towards mm. their network, instead of looking to government yes. um, for those sources of information. Mm. And then the third one is around crowd economy. And this is basically getting yeah, skilled people on a platform with specialized, uh, specialized platforms that actually then give you work from across the globe. Mm. So you're no longer limited to where you are yes. and you've got opportunities to get work regardless of where you're, um, you are situated. Yeah. I love that. That's like the truth. That's exactly what the youth is. The youth is literally like, it's a global, you know, yeah. platform. We don't just speak to each other as neighbors. Now, if you're in Canada, we can still be friends. Definitely. I love that. No, this youth is and really like, I think media has actually helped that. A it's lot. done that. Hey, like <laughs> digitally, like it's almost like a veil has just been uncovered and we can all just become one. Definitely. I just wish that we really could. That would be nice. So I'm looking forward to the awards. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see the numbers that uh, come out and you see to ultimately see what the youth is thinking, which brands are going to be at the top. And I'm very, very excited that Yellowwood has decided to own that space. Because the numbers don't lie. Before we close, <coughs> yes. we've actually got um, a Gen Next Marketing um, Youth Insights session that wow. we're having. Um, it's going to be hosted on the 23rd of September. Um, there is a webinar, so I can, sh- as you upload that, I can share the link to that webinar Please. for people who are interested. Please. More details about what's actually in the Gen Next Youth Behavior Report. Exciting, exciting, exciting. If you've just been listening and you're wondering what is happening, we just had such a nice chat with Nolita Mkwananzi about the 2022 Sunday Times Gen Next Survey Insights. And exactly Exactly how brands can connect to the youth in a meaningful and effective way. And if you want to participate a bit more in this, you're more than welcome to do so. And remember, just go to www.sundaytimesgennext.co.za and tune in online for the hybrid awards that are taking place on the 15th of September at 6 p.m. But COVID is over, baby. We are live. It's going to be happening. The energy is going to be insane. And I absolutely cannot wait to be there. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye.